Drummers are supposed to go to you, and uh, TRX, TRX, yeah, and they they mostly sponsor, I believe, like smaller drummers. There might be a couple like decent names that they've that they've gotten, but uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got like a heavy discount on it. It's like a, it's a twenty or twenty one inch, uh, kind of like a a bright crash ride. Oh, it's the shit. Dope man, new ride too. Super washy. I like it a lot. Well, we're recording now. Sweet, kind of. Kind of not sure about the intro anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I need to do the thing. You know, in this I was curious what you thought about that. In this day and age, man, I Let's would talk about it. I would not be mad at. I'm thinking of some podcasts right now that if they just as soon as I hit play, it's just all right. So here we are. I would be so stoked if it was just yeah. All right, this is Joe Rogan. I'm here with my guest, blah blah blah, and go. Okay. Like I get that they have sponsors and shit because they're legit, but I um, mean the. The reason I started to do that, A, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just yeah. was like, well, come on. And I just started it. And also, I want people to know we're recording now. Right. So oh, right, right. Say. Yeah. But like uh, Chris Hardwick, Chris Hardwick on the Nerdist podcast, he doesn't do an intro and he never did. Okay. And like every episode, they'll be talking for a while and then the, the guests will go, are we recording? And he goes, yeah, we are. I, I do that so that people are relaxed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I noticed anytime I would do an intro people will like tighten up right away for sure and i have yeah. noticed that actually like i even tighten up no oh, yeah yeah because it's very much like it's like no it's action yeah it's a very it's like a start your engines right. three two like yeah it's so unnecessary it's talking it's true that's a good point it's not really conducive to like a very comfortable environment which is what we're trying to create here yeah i i don't know i'll think about it but you know like when we have guests especially over video it's kind of vague when we're starting yeah that's why I kind of make it official. Like, all right, it'll be obvious that we started. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be against it, man. I'm I'm all about trimming the fat wherever you can. Okay. You know, so if if we don't think it's something that's incredibly necessary for the show, then yeah, I'm cool with it. If we have a guest, we'll just say, hey, here we are with mm-hmm. so yeah, three, two, one, and here we are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I, into that. I like that's how Rogan starts his show. Yeah. <laughs> just does a countdown. Well, yeah, and he's got that quick little, like the Nick Diaz, you know, intro song thing with the is weirdest, that who it is? weirdest drum fill of all time in there. Is that Nick Diaz? Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. He did that shit live, like after he beat. Oh, wow. Who the fuck did he beat? I can't remember. Oh, now. he did it in the ring. Mm-hmm. That was he did that shit during his post-fight interview with oh, Joe Rogan I'm, in that's the crazy. Octagon. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. What does he say? It's like he says, "Uh, train by day, Joe Rogan by night." All day. <laughs> Which means nothing. Yeah. It, yeah. Essentially, he's like, I train all day and then I listen to Joe Rogan at night and I do that all day, which it, it's <laughs> such a cool line until cool line. the last all day because you just fucked it up. But it's like, it's very Nick Diaz and very it like is, yeah. that type of thuggy kind of guy. Yeah. Like Sacramento bonehead. He like, just basically said like, I do this all the time. Mm-hmm, all yeah. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all day, son. Train by day. Joe train Rogan by, day. by night. All day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> That's awesome. He sounds like a robot that like short circuits. Right. <laughs> all all day, Rogan, Joe, train, all day. Well, speaking of Rogan's podcast, and obviously he does uh, video, I, I was talking to my buddy Josh Timonen last week. I think I mentioned this to yeah. you. I ran into him, and he had some suggestions for how to do that. So I'm going to try to get that equipment and start pursuing that. Okay. That's um, sick. Yeah, that's something else that we could talk about. 
Because uh, I was thinking, tomorrow. like, I'm just sitting here with my phone, which I don't even use the whole show. Mm-hmm. You've got your laptop on the table. There's no reason for why I can't have a little console right here. Yeah. And just A, B. Mm-hmm. Very true. You know, that'd be easy to do. Yeah, that's a good point. And especially, if, you know, I, I want to get help in here, get a maybe a producer or an intern. Yeah. They can certainly do all that shit. Did you have a good April Fool's? Uh, yeah, I guess. What happened on April Fool's? Oh, uh, Delia and Theo Vaughn switched. That was great, That right? was really cool. That was so interesting. I was actually up late, so like at midnight those came out, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. So I saw it technically the night before. Yeah. Did you listen to them? I listened to like 15% of Congratulations with Theo. Me too. But then I probably listened to like 50 or 60% of... Exactly the same for yeah, me. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Just because I felt like I felt like Chris was going to be a little more cantankerous with the whole thing. He was going to like make fun of the studio, which he did. He kind of did later. He, he yeah. started roast him a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. He was a little uncomfortable at first. That was one that I actually did like the video version for. Oh, wait. Uh, I did finish that one. While I worked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That just reminded me. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was really interesting. That's just such a like such a neat idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. Cross promotion. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. I mean, my my, my guess is that a, a strong percentage of their fans already listen to both guys. Yeah. Because they're kind of part of that whole crew of comedians. Yeah. But I, I'm sure there's enough that... I bet we see that a lot more now. Yep. That's do you a think, great idea. Do you think Rogan would ever give up his chair unless nope. somebody... I don't think so either. Brendan Schaub, I think, is, from what I know, the only one who's ever sat in his chair oh. and hosted a podcast. Wait, when was that? For in like a fight companion? Yep. Uh, yep. I oh, and think, Rogan wasn't there the whole time? Yep, Rogan was out of town. Oh, that's... Like in Vegas or some shit. Interesting. So it was, it was Schaub, Brian Callen, and like Eddie Bravo, I want to say. Oh, weird. Or no, I think it was Bobby Lee even. Some, it was what like a weird fuck? setup, yeah. Something like that. But Dude, anyway, yeah. I watched the most recent, or no, I don't I don't think it's the most recent, but I watched uh A Tiger Belly with uh Dr. Drew. Like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically I just because that. of Dr. Yeah. Drew. I just watched that too. Dude, that one was great. It was really good. He and fucking like, dug into Bobby Lee. Dude, what a weird guy that Bobby Lee. He he's really he's really uncomfortable about being real. Yeah. Like you can tell he's Oh, absolutely. We were just talking before we started recording about like how comedians are nut jobs. Yep. And he uh how they're dark and all that. And I think Bobby Lee encapsulates that the most oh, I out know. of anybody. Like he's like got this abused and drugs and Yeah. And he wears this like Joker mask. Right. Of, like everything's funny all the time. It's all good. Like puts up that wall. I saw him live in Portland recently and he he's all about like pulling his pants down and like saying that he's going to shit himself and all like, cause those things are all so much better to him than feeling a real emotion and expressing it. Yeah. Like that's gotta be a crazy place to live. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And imagine like Kalila fucking Dude, you know, what dating him for years now. I know. I mean, he's like a child dude. Yeah. In that he's podcast, like a teenager. how hard did you laugh when, uh, Kalila was like, sometimes he'll call me uh. and he'll use baby <laughs> voice to say he's hungry. <laughs> what does he actually? He says something like yeah. "baby hungry." Yeah, it's you want something breakfast or forget what the word he used. Yeah, it's so good. What I the know. fuck? I mean, the guy apparently he sleeps until like two p.m. Right, plays video games all fucking day, all day, all night, and is really <laughs> out of shape and gross. Yeah. And he's got like a really, really hot girlfriend. Yeah. God. But he's also rich and famous. Yeah. Yeah, he is. 
He said that his weird. move on Tinder is uh, he would always, uh, and he did this with Kalila, he would message girls, but he would play. This is actually, this is so beta, but I mean, sometimes the beta shit works, which is a little gross, but you do what you can. Yeah. Uh, he would message girls and just go, am, am I doing this right? Like he would play the like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know on. what I'm doing. And girls would immediately be. Uh, am I doing this right? They, yeah, they would. It would. It would kind of help them take their guard down, and they would be a little disarmed with the whole, you know, fucking. This is just oh, some wow. random right. guy. But really, no, I'm just some affable. Like, I just don't know. What, am I right? Because you either come across as like an old dad, like I don't know how to use my phone. Yeah. Or you just say like, oh, I'm an idiot. I don't yeah. really know what I'm doing here. I'm perfectly harmless. Just like, how hi. could I murder you if I can't even like do tender? That right is way? a good. Sneaky. It's strategy. a little bit sadistic if you think about it. That's some fucking Ted Bundy shit. Right. Especially coming from someone like Bobby Lee. Mm-hmm. Dude, have you ever watched the video clip of Bobby Lee on the Fighter and the Kid podcast where he's telling a story to Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub about how he was molested mm-hmm. every day for one summer? For like candy or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's one of the funniest fucking videos in the world. <laughs> yeah. Because they cannot keep it together. Because Bobby Lee is obviously really funny. Well, and he so sort of he, he he purposefully like he does it to himself because he goes, "Okay, you guys, I'm I'm gonna say this, and if you laugh, I'm leaving." Yeah, yeah. He gets and like then, really serious. So right there, they're all ready to go, you can't and then do he's that like, "To two comics, I was molested for an entire summer," and then they start Every laughing. Every day for an entire summer. That <laughs> yeah. alone is just the most insane thing <laughs> so to say. Good. Shab said something like, "You couldn't avoid him for one day." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude, and it was for candy. For candy. And he was like 12, 13. Wasn't yeah. he like somewhat, not old, but I mean older than what you would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's insane. What a weird job that would be to be a comic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Crazy. I don't think I could do it. I, I would just get tired of myself. Well, before we were recording, you were you were telling me how you actually tried yeah. stand up like three times. That was gonna be my and thing. And I had no idea. Yeah. Uh no idea. When the the band I was in at the time, when it broke up, um, that was like a really big deal because that was the one that I toured with. We got signed, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So it, it was like a big divorce. And then, yeah, I'd always wanted to, wanted to do stand up. So I was like, I'll just do some open mics. Like, I'm just going to dive in. I don't live in a city where. All here. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, you know, I was like, it's Vancouver, Washington. I did it once in Portland at a like a bar that I don't think is a bar anymore. Um, do you ever think that m- maybe. If you ever decide to do it again, then maybe trying like outside of here would be better. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There might be some sort of strategy to that. It was just. Like, yeah. I guess when I'm at, like, were you worried at all that there was anyone there that knew you? Or did that. Not oh, yeah, really? for sure. At the the one spot that I because I did. I did it three times. One spot was at the same place twice. And then the third spot was at a different place. But at the spot where I did it twice, that was a. That was a bar that me and my friends went to all the time. So In Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I wow. just crossed my fingers that nobody would be there. It was a Wednesday night where open mics then. So I'm just like, please don't. And not even just my friends, but like even people that aren't my friends, but I still know them. That would almost be weirder because they, they wouldn't know yeah. that, that I'm just trying this out. They'd be like, oh, he's a comedian now. And then watch me and go, he fucking sucks. He sucks. How long has he been doing this? And thinking I've been doing it for years right. and I still only have three minutes of material. And not knowing that that's just the length of an open mic. So, yeah, because I just wonder, like, if you did it, you know, say say you go on a work trip or something and you just sneak away. Yeah. You're in 
fucking Chicago or something, and you know that there's just nobody there that will know you. Yeah, yeah, that Pre- would be almost cool. pretend you're a different person. Yeah, because I tell people when I was on tour, I was so much more of an exhibitionist because I kind of felt like I'm never going to see any of you. Like it just no nothing matters. Me too. So I it would be well, interesting that's why to people see. are so like not to interrupt you, but that's why people are so more likely to fuck around on tour. Yeah, right. There's that like. No accountability. Yes, veil of like, I'm never going to see this person ever again. And yep. no one will ever know this happened. Yeah, yeah, anyway. absolutely. Yeah. So you were more likely to do that? Yeah. But then, you know, I would get home from tour and I'm immediately like, okay, I got to mind my P's and Q's. Which yep. It wasn't like I was out fucking stabbing people, but I would just, if something came to mind, I would say it. And I wouldn't like second guess things. And I was just uh, in a weird way more comfortable with who I was. Yep. I felt like less judgment. and Traveling does that. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I experienced it recently with that that Rise Records trip. Yep, it it doesn't take long. Yeah, you you really start tapping into a different side of you. It's like a different part of you, but maybe even more of like a a real side of you too. Mm -hmm. But I don't know which one's more real: the home version of you or the one that becomes the you when you're traveling. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is the like more? I don't know. Yeah, is the more enthusiastic side of me when I'm when I'm traveling? Is that like is there arrogance there or like? And how long would that last? Right. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah, yeah. is it the idea that I know it's going to be temporary? Is that what it is? And well, not it could just be part the fact that geographically I'm somewhere else. Like it's when it's like we were. You had mentioned something earlier about like you know sort of the honeymoon phase. And yeah, it's like a relationship when you're first falling in love with someone that's so fucking cool and rad and, yeah, like, and it's easy it's exciting it's so easy and there's no no struggle at all i mean you can barely even think about anything else and clearly that can't last dude it's this is and what so, i think it is i think it might be part of that i think it's like putting on a weight vest and there's no weight in it the first time like the first time you put it on and then like for the first year there isn't right but then after a year 10 pounds gets added to the weight, yeah. the weight vest. And oh that's God. like them seeing you shit with the door open yes. or like yes. hearing you fart or like watching you fail somehow. Yeah. That's, you know, okay. So now they have a weight vest on with 10 pounds in it. That's still, I can still walk around. It's all right. Good. And then you have a couple arguments. Yep. And then you have a couple arguments and like you fucking cry during away. the argument. Or yes. You say something stupid yes. or you're verbally abusive for right. the first time. You get drunk, make an asset. Okay. That's another 20 pounds of weights on the. I know. And then you it's 30 pounds. And then, years. yeah. And then like five, six, seven years in, she's Fuck, like, man. I can't carry this shit anymore. It's like, a really good analogy. Yeah. It's true. It, it's tough. So it's almost this. I kind of have a fatalistic. I'm, I'm single right now, but I have, and that might be part of this, but I have a very fatalistic view of relationships like they're all going to end at some point yeah and very few of them are going to end because you've both died while holding hands uh in a park somewhere like it's not you know what's funny about that though huh because i think i think you're right there's actually well there's actually no reason to if if you are analytical at all there's no there's actually no proof or reason to not think the way that you think yeah but here comes the thing that's that's actually the point and that's why like once you know that and you decide that that's probably the the probability is that it won't last yeah you accept it you accept that and then you know that there is no such thing as like true love yeah there's no such thing there really isn't i mean i i always say it but like 
oddly enough, my parents are probably the closest to that I've yeah. ever seen. But but the reality is that that also is not true. They actually work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. It's a decision. It's a decision to show up every day, and to take it seriously. I mean, what I mean, it's 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 fucking insane yeah. not to take that serious if that's what you want. Yeah. If you want to make it last. So I I don't know. That's something that my wife helped me with for years because I was the first part of our relationship. I was still a starry eyed little kid, and I thought that there was such a thing as like true love and there's someone out there for everyone. And that's what Ashley is for me. She's my, she's my angel. The one person that was sent here for me mm-hmm. and she, and it would always bum me out when she wouldn't throw that back my way. Yeah. And eventually yeah. the older we got, she's like, Hey, you, you know, that's not real. Right. Right. The, the, why it's special is that we chose each other, the discipline that we're not fucking other people that we chose each other. That's actually the whole point. Yeah, I heard a you I heard a I mean? bit recently I that I don't know if that makes sense. It, it totally does. I heard a bit that was similar to this where uh, it was Nate Bargatze, who's a stand-up comedian I fucking love, and he's finally getting his his credit, which is so great. Uh, special of his just came out on Netflix. I'll go check him out. People are digging it. Um, I saw him like two or three years ago in Tacoma, and he had this bit about uh, his wife got mad at him because he didn't like one of her pictures on Facebook, and he was <laughs> right. like, "Hey, what? Real quick, you know that we have." children together right right? yeah you know that we live together like i have made my decision and i feel like what i'm doing should be more meaningful than the fact that i didn't like a picture of you sitting on a beach somewhere which by the way i took that picture (laughs) like right how how there's a reason i took the picture you dummy yeah how much reassurance do you need but i mean i also i've also been the wife in that situation where i'm like of course like, tell me how dope I am. Don't right, just, right, right. Don't just spend time with me. Yeah. You know, like I need, I need the verbal side of that, that shit every now and then. But then, you know, not to get too like psychological with it, you learn that you don't really need them to do anything. You need to start doing more shit for yourself. That's a tough one. And that it's easier to command somebody else to build you up, get that external source of confidence rather than go work out or right if instead of asking someone like tell me i'm a good looking person Mm -hmm. just go get good looking yes go lose weight go get a haircut go read a book go Go enlighten yourself right yeah right and then you don't need that and then you you're you're kind of then you have an abundance of love to give to other people you don't have a deficit of love so that you need so much from everybody else trying to fill that void. yeah i think dr drew said something about that on that uh podcast What's it called? The uh, Bobby Lee one? Tiger Belly. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did you say Dr. Phil just now? Uh, not Dr. Phil. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, Dr. Dr. Drew. Drew. Yeah. He was talking about how for the longest time he was always upset that his wife wouldn't instigate sex. Or at least way, way less often. Oh, than right. Him, yeah. Which is very common. Males, obviously, are fucking horn dogs. Yeah. But, and it, it always like really kind of hurt his feelings or whatever. And, and then he was doing a lot of therapy anyway. And then after years of therapy, he, he, that kind of started to go away. Yeah. He just didn't care anymore. He's like, she, it's like what you're saying. Like she's with me. She obviously fucking chose to be with me. Right. Specifically me. So I don't give a fuck. If I'm the one, the fucking instigate, whatever it happens that, you know, and I just thought that was really cool. Cause then, and then even said like after a while, then it did start to equal out a little bit more just yeah. naturally because he wasn't asking all the time. And yeah, because you can I don't know. Yeah. There's something called parallel processing too, where like if you have, if you have this feeling of like, we're not doing this enough, even if you're not verbally saying that 
you're putting that out there and as you're processing that she's feeling that yes so then you're kind of pulling her towards you and she's kind of pulling herself away because she you know potentially you could feel that pressure and then that's there's nothing really attractive about like that desperation of you know like just want to have sex with me it's like there's nothing less attractive than that it's like being forced to feel this emotion that you can't really force that's uh, tough, man. And then as soon as he chills out, look what happens. You know, it kind of, it, it starts to work out a little more in his favor. And that's, dude, he is like the king of examples when it comes to somebody who would benefit from exercise. Not even just physically, but like he yeah. seems like a ball of anxiety. Yep. And he just like puts it on everybody around him that if he would just go and just zen out somewhere and not just on video games, I guarantee you he's one of those guys that thinks that that's me time. <laughs> and it is technically... But it's not like positive me time that he's going to come back and go, I'm so enlightened and refreshed and yeah. appreciative and full of gratitude. No, dude, you've just been zoned out. Uh, and it's fun. It's awesome. But just like fucking cake has its place in a meal, video games has its time, you know, its place within your within the way that you spend your time. And it, it needs to be a very short amount of time. It needs to be after you've, you know, killed all the other objectives throughout your day. Because yep. I think if you binge on that one, we all know it's just an escape. And uh, and that makes sense for, for Bobby's MO. He's big on escaping. Yeah, I, that's that's a really interesting thing. Like, For anybody that uh, doesn't know who Bobby Lee is, this is like, who the fuck? Like, yeah, this doesn't mean anything to anybody, but... Google Bobby Lee, I'll, yeah. you'll find him. He was on Mad TV, like YouTube. most people probably know who he is. Or once you see his face, you'll you'll be like, oh yeah. He's a one of a kind, man. He really is. Really like a unique person. Well, then you get, you know, fuck, you can get into the whole, like one of the biggest gripes a lot of comedians have about him. He doesn't have a special. <laughs> He's been doing so comedy insane. for 640 years and he just doesn't. The one thing I don't like about him though, and that's why he doesn't have a special, and, and you know, Dalia has pointed this out before, is that he's such a, a uh, what's the word? Like he's, he's very pessimistic. Yeah, he lack is. Lack of the word I'm trying to find. He basically just kind of blames everyone, the industry around him. The reason I don't have a special is because of this or that. You know, I tried it before and it didn't work and this guy sabotaged me. He says that kind of shit all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yep. And that's uh, that's probably just part of like his, you know. He's probably got a little bit of, he's got a little like toxicity. A lot. Yeah. I you would, know, I, I think I that. Agree. Yeah. If I lived in L.A. and I was a part of that scene, he would be the guy that like. I'd be pumped to like bump into him at a party, but he's a handful. I don't know that I'm, you know, but listen, I don't know the guy. I, he could have like a persona that he puts out there on podcasts and shit that isn't like what he is when cameras are off and yeah, he can just be there for somebody. Maybe he's super supportive, super sweet. I, I have no idea. Right. Um. So have you watched uh the newest Twilight Zone shit yet? No, I can't wait to. Dude, so I watched so and Jordan Peele's narrating it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Jordan Peele is uh, in the place of uh, I knew I'd forget his name as soon as I got on the podcast. Um, you mean like the original narrator? Yeah. Oh, I would never know. Son of a bitch. Like the 60s? he's got a last name that that sounds like it should be something that it's not. It's so close to being a normal last name. Like from back in the day. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'll get this. He fucking created the show too, which I didn't know. Um. I'm looking it up. I don't oh, even... like the filmmaker guy? No, the... Uh... Come on, motherfucker. Where? How is this? I'm going to get it. It's coming. Hold on. It's coming. Uh, Rod Serling. 
because everybody uh, thinks it's like fucking Rod Sterling, and it's not. Uh, uh, not that fucking guy. Yeah. So don't bla- date black people, guy. Is that what he said? Isn't that the is that what I'm thinking of? The that would basketball be... guy, Rod Sterling. Oh, uh, you're thinking. Oh, am I thinking of? Yeah, who the fuck? There's a Clippers guy, right? Yeah. Uh, De- wait, Dennis Sterling. Donald Sterling? Donald. Donald, that, maybe. I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, Jordan Peele is essentially the the 2019 uh, Rod Sterling. But yeah, I watched... Uh, so the first nice. episode is... You can just scope it out on YouTube. They got the whole thing up there. That's kind of... Because CBS has the show. So if you have Amazon Prime, you're good to go. You can see all the episodes. If you don't, they just... They hook you with a little, a little taste. How much did you watch? I saw all of the first episode. I still need to watch the second episode. Are they like 45 minutes long? Yeah. 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 And it was good? Yeah, it was cool. cool. The, the first one, um, you know, we're actually kind of on topic here still, was about a stand-up comedian and him um, willing to let go of everything in order to uh, to get uh, fame and, and stardom. Oh, that's cool, dude. The sunglasses yeah, just appear. Check that out, man. That's from a distance, too. I know. I'm Jeez. always surprised how this app works. Yeah. Like, I'll film, like, a... a I don't know, like a, a picture on a bus or something. Yeah. And the glass. It'll find grammar. the eyeballs and throw the We're glasses. We're talking about Instagram right now. Sorry. Shout out Instagram. ADD. ADD. Um, yeah, it's great. Tracy Morgan's in it. Uh, Kumail cool. Nanjiani's in it. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Adam something. Guy from Party Down. He's and... in episode two. Oh, okay. I cool. think he's the main character in episode two. I just know he's in it at yep. some point. Oh, yeah. Do they got, I think Sick. I saw fucking TJ Miller in an oh, episode. Oh, cool, man. Have you ever seen TJ Miller live as no, a stand-up? No, Stefan has gone off about it. <laughs> he made me go. Yeah. And I would, I would never like to. not go. Yeah. It was one of the craziest fucking... He's I'm a fucking still, nut job, it, isn't he? Yeah, it's like a really scary ride you go on when, you're, when you get off and you're like, I mean, I think I liked it. Right. But I have to do it again. Yeah. It, it's similar. Like he... It's not stand-up. It's watching a person have just... Kind of melt down just for, melt down for like 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out of his fucking mind. He really is, man. He walked out with like a really baggy, almost like 90s style uh, suit. Like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. Oh vibe. my God. And the reason it was so baggy because he probably had, oh, I don't know, 45 water bottles in all the pockets. Jeez. And there became a gag where at any point he would just open the bottle and instead of drink it, he just would spray the whole thing on his face. I don't know why. So by the end, if he's just like drenched in water and sweat and madness, good <laughs> lord, out of his mind, dude. He's one of those dudes that I feel like is going to go a million miles an hour. Yep. But die at forty six. Yeah, I agree. He's he's got that kind of vibe and about him. Fucking blow his head off and yeah, do a bunch of coke. I'm trying to go like fifty and live to eighty seven. Yeah. Like I just you I know fifty fifty is pretty fast. I can accomplish yeah. some shit. I don't need to be dumping water all over myself in front of strangers. No, definitely not. But I mean, listen, I applaud him. That's awesome. I think that he's he's a great example of like, once again, a comedian just being nuts. You know, I think that's like, uh, that's darkness coming out as yeah as humor. Because he seems like a dude that, he seems very intelligent as well. Like he could, he could fucking make you cry with just the thoughts that roll through his head daily. Yeah, that's kind of how the podcast, the podcast, the, uh, stand-up thing was yeah it was like really funny at points and then really poignant and mm-hmm. like heavy and sad even yeah it's more, it was like a, a crazy spoken word are you a fan of uh neil brennan i am 
Yeah. Yeah. In in doses. I I've admittedly never really watched any of his live stand up. Yeah. For, for all too long. Like I've never seen a special or anything. Yeah, he's got a special that I would highly recommend to you just based off what we were saying about TJ. It's called uh The Three Mics. Yeah, Three Mics. Yeah. Um that's fucking great. I hear it's like brilliant. It is, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's really it's original. Like just the the vibe that there's three microphones set up on the stage and that each one is for kind of a different side of him. So one is it's all real. It's oh, not supposed so to be funny. Cool. He tells like some pretty damaging stories about his past. And then uh, one is like for quips, like just quick little like one liners. And then uh, I actually can't remember what the third one's for. That is rad. But yeah, it's what a good idea. It's fantastic. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, he's I mean, he's just a brilliant guy. He is. He's also like we've been saying the whole podcast so far, kind of a nut job and like self admittedly, you know, he's like. Yeah, I deal with a lot and he actually talks about it in this special how many different medications he's been on and the therapies he went through one intense unbelievable like painful kind of therapy just to almost like a shock therapy just because he was so desperate to get past a lot of the things mentally that he was going through like like literally shock like old school yeah yeah right yeah. Oh, that's right. That was a crazy podcast on, on Rogan's podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. He talked about it there, too. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's... that's. I mean, at least he's doing something. He tried. He's Yeah, he's doing his fucking best. Yeah, he was like uh, one of the head writers on the Chappelle show, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, like a creator. Creator. Yeah. I think yeah, he, yeah. And same with... Um, God, so that means he's half baked as well. in it. Yeah, yeah. He and, he and Chappelle Fuck. wrote Half-Baked together. I mean, it's... I loved Half-Baked. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on a, a dumb comedy movie kick. Um, oh, I could talk about this for I don't, years. You love those fucking movies. I do too. Like I just have to be in the right mood. We watched Wayne's World 2. Dude, yes. I was like, I looked to my wife because it was my movie pick. You know, we, we alternate because otherwise married couples will debate for two hours. What yeah. You watch. Does she does she play along though? Like if you because I've tried this thing you're talking about yeah. where we share. And when it's my turn, it's tough. She huffs and puffs the whole movie. You that's you have to try to not huff and puff. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll allow each other to say like, "I really am not trying to be a dick, but I really don't fucking want to watch that." Yeah. Like, is there any pot? You know, you can do that every once. And in a while. do you try to have like two or three movies on deck, yeah, like a what backup? I'll, what I'll often do because I'm so uh, indecisive. I'll pick like five movies and okay. then have her pick one. Oh, okay. That's or cool. like narrow it down to two and I'll yeah. pick or something like that. Uh, but anyway, I was like, are you, do you want to watch Wayne's world? And she's like, I'll do you one better. How about Wayne's world two? <laughs> <laughs> so we watch Wayne's world two. It's so fucking good. I mean, that's one of the few, uh, that's one of the few one and two movies where I like them both equally. I know they're both great. She said that too. Yeah, they're both, like, fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Chris Farley was in it. Oh, so good, dude. Do you know that Wayne's World 1 and 2 were, like, made back-to-back? I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, 92 and then 93. Wow. Yeah. It's nuts. I would have thought that they were further apart than that, just, like, based on the production. That's what and, I would have thought. Because Wayne's World 1 seems so much older than it that. It does. It really does. Yeah, that's a great one. What else is there, man? I watched Biodome recently. I haven't seen that in a hot minute. That one's really good. Kylie Minogue is like a 10 in that movie. Is she's in that. Yeah. That's right. God, she's so fucking hot. Ridiculous. Oh and of course, Pauly Shore is the one in the movie that gets her. 
Yeah, and, of course. Uh, not that, you know, not that Stephen Baldwin stuck with somebody ugly, but. Speaking of crazy fucking celebrities. Not yeah. That. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, what a crazy story that guy has. Yeah, it's so weird how that happens. Like his mom was Misty Shore, who owned the comedy store. Oh, you were talking about Polly oh, Shore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I think Stephen Baldwin's kind of a nut job. Oh, yeah, yeah. But totally, yeah, Polly totally. Shore. Yeah, Polly Shore is kind of more more sad than anything. Right. Just he, his childhood was so crazy. Because when he was on Rogan podcast, he was he was doing a lot of like, man, I was so big with MTV. And then like, yeah, I don't know what happened. It's like, Polly, what are you talking That's about? right. Time happened. What happened to my movie career, man? You were just going to be the weasel for a hundred years. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not. That shit moves on. That's just that's how. Right. It, what do you, What do you want to do? Yeah, it's that so was weird. weird. It, it. What made it sad is that he just didn't get it, and I understand I because there is probably a huge shock that goes into being the man, and then yeah. almost being like a like a parody of yourself. I think what he was saying was like. Because you're right. I think he he understood it as like the industry took me in at one point. Oh, fuck and now yeah, they, they don't. Did. Right. And it's like, well, a why would you expect that to last? Like you're saying, you can't do the fucking weasel joke in twenty anything. Mm-hmm. And and then secondly, like things do change, but even more importantly, like the the fucking the world is different. Technology is completely shifted. What the industry was in in the eighties and nineties doesn't even exist now it's a different thing and you know like why why would why wouldn't he just embrace that and go start the poly shore podcast or something right maybe he is out there i don't know mm-hmm. but if if he just embraced that mentality do you like crazy skits on youtube or some shit right will smith has a youtube channel dude yeah how crazy is that you know who took a, a similar situation but fucking did it exactly right it, and I would argue that this person ate more shit sandwiches and ate more disrespect than Pauly Shore by a mile. Carrot Top. Mm. And what he said was, that's cool. Say whatever you want. I'm going to go get a residency in Las Vegas. And make more money than you can imagine. I'm going to run the city, essentially. Right. And, yeah, and have insane amounts of money. I Who the fuck was it? Tom Segura or Rogan, one of those big dogs were talking about how nice of a guy he was. Yeah. And yeah, like a lot of the hate was just so unfounded. Dude, have you ever seen the documentary Heckler so cool. by Jamie Kennedy? Uh, no, I've always wanted to though. I it is. Have I? I was Fuck, just. Maybe. I, uh, I don't know. I was literally just telling. Shit. I can't remember. I was just telling my friend Emily that uh, I watched that fucking movie like anywhere from like two to four times a year. Like it's I a just, documentary? It's a documentary, yeah. And and it's just all about, it, it jumps around. It starts out with just comedians and them dealing with hecklers, you know, whatever. Then it kind of moves a little into like cinema and um, and uh, going into, you know, people that, that criticize movies, like film critics, essentially. Right. And just what, what a heckler is, what a critic is. They make the point that like no kid ever grows up or says that like when I grow up, I want to be a critic. Right. Um, so where does that come from? He even hits up a couple critics that like personally attack him in their reviews of his movie. They say like Jamie Kennedy is a rape baby and I hope that he, Jesus. you know, fucking gets AIDS and dies. So he interviews these people. He's looking at him face to face and he's like, dude, what's up? And they're like, listen, man, my job is to eviscerate the film. And Jamie's like, is your job to eviscerate the film or to fairly review it? 
Like you're not supposed to just shit on everything. You're supposed to shit on the things that deserve shitting on. But even then you can do it in a professional way, you know, so he gets into these arguments. But my point with all this was there is a point where he has Carrot Top and he goes, uh, he interviews him and he goes, I would, I would have to say that nobody has eaten more shit than you. Like, listen, listen to these, these different reviews of your show or your movies. Chairman of the board. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Great Carrot Top movie. Um, he, he's like, oh, yeah, this movie sucked. But he reads all these different horrible lines about uh, about Carrot Top's work. And they're work. probably really brutal. They're very fucking brutal. They're calling him like, uh, um, what's her name? What's the fucking, who's the who's the comedian, the female comedian that uh, held up like a Trump head? Kathy Griffin. Uh, Kathy Griffin, yeah. They're like, oh, he yeah. looks like, you know, Kathy Griffin on steroids. And Jeez. like, he, whatever, saying these like rough ass things. Yeah. And it cuts to Carrot Top and, and, uh, and Jamie Kennedy goes, after going off for like 10 minutes, he goes, so just with all that being said, what are your thoughts? And Carrot Top was like, well, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion and, you know, come out and see a show and right. maybe I'll change your mind. Like the just most zen shit of that all time. So rad. And just literally polar opposite of, of Pauly Shore. And I'm not saying Pauly Shore is a piece of shit no, because I got, of this. No, I got you. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, fuck, dude, if you need lessons on how to how to eat criticism like a champ, a carrot top, it, he needs to write the book on that. I mean, that is really fucking poignant because because you're right. Like, he's got a residency at, in Vegas. Yeah. And kills. kills. And I think he's had that residency for so longer long than anybody else has had one since, like, the fucking Rat Pack did. I mean, how many people do you think he performs in front of now? A couple thousand, right? Yeah, Ish. at least. At least. And I think there's probably, you know, three shows a night, Thursday through Sunday. So even if, like... You know, you could make sweeping statements and say the majority of people think he's a piece of shit comic. Right. But then you could also say, but then there's proof of thousands of people every night that think he's great Mm -hmm. and are willing to pay their hard-earned money to see him. So that's all he focuses on. He's like, well, but that's what matters. Some people do like it. It's not like he's delusional and he's continuing to be a comic and no one's coming. That's yeah. what people don't understand. People that are critics and people, and I'm not saying I'm above it. I rip on people too. You know, we all do it. But if you want to rip on an artist you don't like, musician, comic, and they legitimately aren't doing anything, they're actually not making it after years and years and they have delusions of grandeur, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when these people are actually successful in a demographic where people are are consuming their content, there's not a whole lot to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, some like Carrot Top, like, he's richer than you can imagine. He's fucking buff. He he bangs hotter, hotter fucking chicks than most of these fucking Cheeto-fingered basement-dwelling critics could ever imagine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Well, yeah, it all comes down to what you consider success to be. And I think a lot crazy. of people see him on the outside of some of the comedy cliques. Sure. You know, he's and not he is. he's not palling around with, you know, fucking Joe and right and fucking Tony Hinchcliffe and all that shit. You don't see him on uh Tony Hinchcliffe's fucking podcast, Kill Tony, whatever. But he's not that guy. Yeah, but he's I also mean, he's not my cup of tea. He's in Vegas. Like dude, I've wanted to see Carrot Top for fucking ever. I've been in Vegas a few times and almost kind of had the shot, but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's entertaining. As a kid, I fucking loved him. Like yeah. he was he was kind of my Gallagher. Right. You know? 
Um, he's physical. He's got props. He's yeah. Fun. yeah I, I get it, man. But you know, people make fun of him for the prop comic thing. But it's like Jeff Dunham uses puppets and shit, and he's I, making. He's so funny though. He's ma- yeah, and he's making so much oh, goddamn so money. So much money. But then there's some people that are like, my idea of success doesn't involve money. It involves right. like being true to the craft, and you become like. But to see, that's bullshit though, because it. You, if Carrot Top or whoever, you know, the whole selling out argument, like, yeah. if you all selling out is doing something for a monetary uh, profit or advantage, doing something that is against your code of ethic or your standard yeah. or whatever. And if you're not doing that, then you're literally not selling out. Right. Yeah, it's, it's funny how that definition changed so over time. Stupid. You see it a lot in the in the music world too. A lot. Punk rock. You know, like they sold out, which nowadays sold out just means they got more popular than my band, and it bums me out. Yep. If Finn on, on the punk rock NBA, he he talks about this pretty often. In fact, he had a whole episode recently about this, and it, it was brilliant. It was eloquent and brilliant. Yeah. Like. Especially in the hardcore punk scene. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that fucking hating going on. Yeah. A lot of that shit. It's, it's Yeah, it just comes from a place of like self-righteousness. What did he call He called it uh, crab mentality. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know that analogy? Yep, yeah. The cra- crabs I just used that analogy pot. yesterday yeah. for something. Yeah. Yep. They will literally like pull the other crab down exactly. to try to get on top to get out. Mm-hmm. But what they end up doing is they just keep pulling everyone down. Yeah. So no crab ever gets out. Mm-hmm. And that's real. That actually happens. Yeah. And uh, it's no different, man. It's it's crazy. It's <laughs> it actually makes no sense. Yeah. But you, you don't see it when you're when you're young and I don't know. Dude, I recently got into this band called Bill Murray. The the band is called Bill Murray. Yeah. It's spelled B I L M U R I. Holy shit. And uh, cool. honestly, I'm only thinking of this because you said crab and crab made me think of attack attack because, you know, crab core. You got into him like legitimately? Yeah. Like recently. Wow. This is when I was working on that project that you know about that I can't talk about. Yeah. Um, I just needed some new music and uh, I was just kind of Spotify kills it at the whole like, maybe you'll like this. And I almost always do. Mm. So that's actually their algorithm is fucking is amazing. Yeah. They've gotten me a few times. Uh, I don't even know what I was listening to for it to then switch to Bill Murray, but uh it's it's killer and uh it's uh Johnny from from the band Attack Attack. Oh cool. It's it's his thing. Um and since twenty sixteen he's released like I think I counted seven or eight, like eight to nine track releases since twenty sixteen. Jeez. He's just a fucking machine. And it's all great, wow. like it's super catchy shit. What does Bill Murray sound like? Oh man. Um I'm trying to think. You said catchy. Yeah, it's it's very like it's got like some some pop hooks, uh, but you know, like crunchy, like down tune guitars. Oh, um, wow. Really cool, really cool production in terms of uh shit, I don't know, like just like that kind of like hip hop production. Hmm. You know, like electronic drums, shit like that. Oh, okay. He does some covers, he's got like some post Malone covers. Is it one guy? Joji cover. It's or I, an actual band? I believe it, yeah. It's all my guess is that it's all Johnny, but then he has like a live band. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, it's Jesus, dude. It's like crack. Like I can't. They have an album that came out in 2018 called Taco. This all sounds like I'm fucking lying. Name of the band's it, Bill it Murray. Does, album's yeah, it really called does. Taco. Uh, I swear to God, I'm telling the truth. The album artwork is all like fucking way out there. It looks like it was just done in MS Paint. Like it's just fucking crazy. Like atrocious, but like kind of cool. Right. Um. Yeah. Super killer. Sweet man. Can't, I'll check it out. Can't stop listening to it. 
Yeah, I, I really need to get into some new goddamn music. Yeah. I am becoming the person that I fucking hated. Yeah. I have my Ugh. staples. Like, listen, I'll never stop listening to Jesus. fucking Teenage Wrist is maybe my favorite band right now. Their their album. They so had an I album. don't even know who that is. Yeah, they're they're on uh, Epitaph. I should. I need to know who these bands are. They had an album last year. Their album last year, uh, Chrome Neon Jesus, was probably my album of the year. I love that name so much. It was Chrome great. Neon Jesus. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm writing this band name. It was fucking fantastic. Teenage it's, Wrist. Yeah, it's kind of like a shoegaze. It's a cool name for a band. Kind of sound. Yeah, they're they're just fucking, they're killer. They're so oh, kind of shoegaze you said? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dope. And that's kind of been my thing. Like, there's a lot of shoegaze that I, I don't like, but when I find the right one. Yeah, you always surprise me at what you like. Because, who was, oh, I was talking to my mom <laughs> about the podcast. Yeah. She, she thinks you're hilarious, by the way. Oh, thanks, mom. Um, Yes, yes, yes. And we were talking about, like, the music you like. And she said something like, he, he seems to like a lot of metal. And I was <laughs> right. like, yeah, I think it's just like the staple he grew up with. And But the, what, when I think about it, you you do like, like you said, like shoegazy stuff and like even hip hop and electronic. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it shouldn't surprise me. We're all like that. We, we all listen. Yeah. I don't really know any. It's funny, like when people ask you, like, what kind of music do you like? And everyone always answers it the same way, like. I like a lot of stuff. But the answer I always hear is everything but country. Right. I know. Yeah. And I even like some country. And it's like. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's fuck some. Yeah. Like. Or even bluegrass. You know, yeah. Nickel Creek and the Everett Brothers. And Dude. I fucking. I try to listen to it all. Not to be like some cool guy that. You know. I'm a fucking. You know. I'm a renaissance man. But I. I just fucking like what I like. I mean. I'm looking yeah, through me my. I know. I'm looking through my Spotify right now. And I listen to the new periphery came out today so i listen to that and then i'm obsessed with this band i don't even know i don't know if you just say it like an acronym or if it's a word but astr aster astr i don't know love it it's just a fucking it's an edm duo it's a fucking producer and then astr yeah a producer and then uh and then a vocalist zoe silverman who just has a killer voice and she writes the sickest hooks uh but then i listen to a band that fucking stay sick records just signed called uh distinguisher it's the heaviest shit on the planet it's a a band that i helped like budget and invoice and set up yeah uh mike has produced them two times oh okay yeah they're yeah they're the fucking like suit they've been here multiple like they were just here actually weird small fucking world yeah the the opening track See, that's not my cup of tea the nicest guys in the fucking world really that's cool it's always nice to hear but um yeah really heavy fucking ghost loft this insane band called lorn lorn's dope yeah uh god damn dude alpha wolf dealer yeah it's all over the fucking place yeah my my spotify playlists are insane like i have a rock playlist and oh, okay yeah has just become the term for like just general music right so yeah like tom petty to nine inch nails and yeah like depeche mode i've got mine divided into like Crazy. when i make playlists i have to divide it into emotions sort of oh right right like so, feel good right dark. so I, I only have two one is so chill and uh, then the other one is in the zone so uh, in the okay, zone is gotcha. when i'm like it's time to like fucking lift weights or i, I don't even know it. it's pretty much i guess just lifting weights and then so chill is like anything from running to designing to but that covers all different genres yeah it's yeah, a yeah. bunch of fucking shit i mean it's like legit i mean i have a kevin gates song in my so chill and kevin right. gates is is 
is like ignorant rap as you can get. Listen to these playlist names I have on Spotify. I have rock, like I said, and that has 1,873 songs. Then I have Shake It. Oh, interesting. I have Elec, which is electric, yeah. electronic. I have Yo, so that's my hip hop rap. Oh, wow. I have Celtic <laughs> Asshole. Okay. It's all like my Irish traditional music I grew up with. And then I have Redick You Less. Oh, is that like the heaviest shit on the planet? Uh, no, that's like ridiculous, absurd move, uh, songs like this. How about this one? What? You ever heard of Ween? You're just stuck in traffic listening to this. Do you know who Ween is? I've heard the name. This isn't like all the shit they do, but yeah, they have the funniest. Fucking that sounds like a like some Nickelodeon shit. Oh, this. I hate this all is a this. Real dude. record. I hate all this. How about um? And then like I got this. Why would you have it? Ridiculous, bro. Just listen the to this. Nice used to come out to the song. Listen to this while you're like watching porn. Yeah. Like just opening up a bunch of tabs. Then so I like, have get ready. I got bluegrassy. I have acoustic E. Dude, you have so many playlists. It, it keeps going. I have Christmas tunes spelled with a Z. Oh, of course. I have soundtracks. <laughs> I have ha ha ha. That's like comedy specials. Um. I have a bunch for like my different nieces, Molly, Lauren. Um, that's pretty much it for now. Oh, then Suburban Gold. That's songs that we grew up with. Suburban Gold is an inside thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Craziness, right? Yeah. That's uh, It's cool that you're a Spotify guy, though. Not a lot of... Everybody's Apple Music, I feel like. Yeah, I like Spotify. I'm hardcore with the Spotify. I'm all about I it. I never even really used Apple Music, to be honest. I'm supposed to a fucking have bit. Spotify for free because I work in the music industry. Is that true? Yeah, but they just fucking... Well, I technically work in the music industry too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like what a... the hell? It's not a government program. It's just... It's through... It's through uh, BMG, the company I work for. They typically pay for your... Whatever your music subscription of choice oh, is. Oh. But they recently switched it to where... It used to be like, what do you like? Spotify or Apple Music? And you choose it and then they take care of it for the year. But now it's like, eh, no more Spotify. It's all Apple Music. And I'm like, well, I'm not switching. I'd rather pay than switch right. to Apple. Not I tried Apple point. Music for a few months and I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I, I know. I'm at the point now where there's just so much, you yeah. know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Spotify and and then all the fucking things you use to work. And Yeah, yeah. There's just too much, man. I'm not going to learn another goddamn platform just to listen to music. I know. It's bad enough that I got to be in Slack and shit for work. Like that's another one. Get I me know. the fuck out of here. The last so thing I need many. is another application to fuck around. Like yeah. it's it's almost like there's a there's just a secret society that's like, okay, every year we got to get somebody to have to be on another platform that helps people waste that person's time. Yeah, just fucking emails about emails and phone calls about phone calls and let me follow up and hey, just circling back on this and it's like what the fuck, man. I I should not. I just, I hate, I, it's getting to a point, I just, I hate communicating now. Yeah. I do it all goddamn day and then I gotta, you know, it's it sucks to get a call from your mom at 6 p.m. and you're like, I've said all the words I can say today. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh God, do I understand that? Hopefully you're not being murdered right now, mom, because I'm not answering. I know an average day I'm on the phone a lot, like a lot, a lot. Mm -hmm. All the emails, the slack, the texting, it's, uh, it's a little much. And then if we have a podcast day. 
Yeah. Dude. I mean, there's there are days where like my voice actually starts to go out because I've <laughs> yeah. talked so much. Dude, do you do that where so do you do this thing where you like you're out drinking with friends and it's like not a loud bar, but it's a little bit and I, I project when I talk. Yes. And yes. then the next morning, yeah. I'm like, all I did was fucking commiserate with my I, friends. When I first started work at the Crystal Ballroom, I had to learn that lesson the hard way. Cause like the first week I, I basically lost my voice instantly. Yeah, because you don't realize you're essentially, you're you're quietly yelling. Yeah, and it doesn't help you, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, a friend of mine there gave me a tip. He's like, you got to not do that. Mm-hmm. Especially especially there where, you know, the fucking Dropkick Murphys are playing. Yeah. You're not going to beat them. Right. So just, you basically just start to uh, uh, read lips. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> expect yeah. Expect the customers to read your lips, too. I just, and I have the, they can't tell them to fuck off. I have the worst hearing though. And it's like, yeah, I wish every, I I think I subconsciously yell at people so that they'll think that's the level we're on. Yell at me. Yep. Um, and then they don't. So now I'm yelling. I can't hear you. And my voice is fucked the next day. Yeah. Or I just, I might need to like legit take vocal lessons just so I can communicate with people in bars. Cause they say that like, you know, screamers that scream incorrectly, they fuck up their throat. You're supposed to scream from your diaphragm. And I don't know what the fuck that means, so I can't do it in like normal conversation. Uh, more importantly, though, Alan, yeah, you got more Toy Story soundtrack for me. Have you ever heard the song "Short People" by Randy Newman? <laughs> no, it is so offensive, and there's no way the song would have ever been made today. And it's one of my favorite songs. Oh, I've totally heard about this. It's about how much you hate short people. Midget. Let's just say yeah. what it is. Does he say that word in this? No, it's what he's talking about. He says something about their their little hands and short people got no reason Short people got no reason No reason for what? Listen. No reason to live. Oh come on. They've got no reason to live. <laughs> nasty little feet. What the fuck? Man? Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs ever. What written. a piece of shit! Yeah, That's he's tight. a real asshole. <laughs> oh, Randy Newman. That's insane. Hey, Randy, what's a what's a dwarf? Oh man, that's a little hand liar. Is what that is. That's <laughs> a little no nasty foot liar. <laughs> Oh, the seventies! What a psycho! Yeah, dude, that's like you got a hit, Randy. He's not still alive, is he? Uh, I think he is, but Will Sasso does a fantastic impression of Randy Newman. Yeah, fuck it. When I always think of guys like that, like (laughs) there's so many people like this. They're like Brian Adams. (laughs) Do you think that Brian Adams would be a star today? No, like a. Or Huey Lewis. Right. This like 42-year-old guy. Yeah. They're all of them were 40. Yeah. 40 to 42. I don't I don't care. At any point in their career, they're all 42. Mm-hmm. And they they're just like guys. Yeah. Just dad looking motherfuckers. Oh yeah. It's different Huey now. Huey Lewis. It's Have you seen now. a picture of him? But here's the thing. I don't know if it's different now for good or for bad i say bad because i mean we just listened to what what's the hot shit today we just checked out fucking right. lil nas x and billy ray cyrus dude because we live on fucking mars right the hook is a little dope i'll admit the hook is cool but sure. but still what the fuck but what the fuck what is going I mean, on you're not going to get 
back in time and fucking you know, like yeah god damn it god damn it yeah that's how it goes glenn fry guy that did the heat is on the most average looking motherfucker ever you know what's funny about that era though is that see i you said glenn fry and i'm like who but then you said the heat is on i'm like oh yeah it and he was then, also on the eagles though oh okay didn't know that. see didn't know that uh but back then it was so much more about the art quote unquote than the individual Yes. And now it's the other way around. I can name one Cardi B song, but I sure as fuck know who Cardi B is. Right. That's that's like a different thing now. I mean, look at a picture of Huey Lewis. Yeah, I mean... In 1984. People back then, like, they always look so old. He's probably 21 right there. And he looks... Yeah. For sure 40. I'm going to look that up. That's one of my favorite things to do, is to look up how old people were. Yeah. Like in Friends... They're all like well under their thirties. Yeah. Or um guys like uh like Kevin Costner has always been like thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, I you know? completely agree. Have you ever seen Susan Sarandon? Uh, always what, been old. What the fuck is it? Heavy metal parking lot? Are you familiar no. with that? Oh my god, James. Sounds awesome. You would fucking love it's one of those things that's so great. I wish I could use that men in black, the neuralizer. To like erase my brain and then watch it again, having so not seen it, again? it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Heavy metal parking lot came out the year I was born. By the way, sorry to interrupt you. He was thirty-five in that picture. That's insane. Yeah. Thirteen. He was my age. Wow. That's not a time to be a star. God damn. Uh, yeah. So real quick, for anybody who hasn't seen, there's some people listening that are like, "Oh my god, that's the shit." But for those that don't know what I'm talking about. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. It's a documentary. Um, it was uh, it was produced by Jeff Krulik, John Hain in 86. It documents heavy metal music fans <gasps> tailgating. Oh, I have seen this. In the parking lot outside the Capitol Center, which it's was demolished. Amazing. Which was demolished in 2002 uh, in Maryland. Uh, it was May 31st, 1986, before a Judas Priest concert, concert during their Fuel for Life tour with opening act Dawkin. So Unreal. it's this is where like you get into the age thing because there's this fucking scene that's so good. It's this grown man and he's, you know, next to his fucking whatever hot rod piece of shit he thinks is rad. Yeah. And the the filmmaker, the documentarian's like, so what uh, what's your name is like, I'm Nick and this is Sarah. I'm about to go into the military. So like this is kind of like our farewell. We're just going <laughs> to we're going to get lit, do our thing, whatever. And then they make out. And then the the dude with the camera is like, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 21. She's 13. <laughs> and like uh, they both look like grown adults. I yeah. guess maybe she doesn't. Now that I'm thinking about it, she definitely looks her age. <laughs> but he's got like a fucking hairy ass chest and like oh, God. he looks like a dad. Right. It was so crazy. It was God one of the trippiest things I've ever watched. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I might watch that again tonight. It's so good. Or like uh, something that kills me, too. Every year around Christmas time, you know, there's like a, a slew of movies that my wife and I have to watch. Mm -hmm. We insist on watching. And one of them is an old movie called White Christmas. Most people have heard of that. And it was made in the 50s, like 55 or something like okay. that. And every fucking year we have the same conversation about how, especially back then, like specifically men back then were all like Bing Crosby was probably in his 50s when that movie came out mm -hmm. and he was like a stud. Look up 
a picture of Bing Crosby in the 1950s. Yeah. Just barrel-chested, balding motherfucker. So different. So different. Yeah. And they, they were all like that. God. I know. Yeah, it's it's kind of rad, though. Yeah. Like, it's just a different time. Like, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's something to that, and we're, we're losing something because of that, I feel like. I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm saying really. I just think it, it's I love the fact that Brian Adams was a fucking star. Well, I, I can't help but think that like there was this and he's good looking. There was a boundary for like you had to have a certain amount of life ex- experience before you could mm-hmm. like get out there. But then right. with like the internet and shit, that opens up. You know, we can have more like 13 year old viral stars. Yes, YouTube kids. And like the amount of connection we all have to each other. And, right. and and I think the general public can kind of push towards the front what they want the world to see. They get to vote with their retweets and their, you know, so it's like yeah. a, it's just a different there's a different sort of like democracy in, in entertainment now. Totally. It's wild. Yep. Super insane. Very, very insane. Um, little fight talk here, Alan. Oh, right. Fight talk. Yeah, a couple things Alan went Ashcraft. down. Tim Kennedy is fighting again. Oh, he is? Did you see that? No. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. He, missed that one. He posted a thing saying that he's uh, going to get back in it. Did he say who he's fighting? Does he have something he scheduled? He was vague. He said stand by or something like that. Go so he's a, he's a middleweight. I'm trying to think what. Well, I mean, I would assume he'd come back at middleweight. Yeah, I was wondering that too. He's kind of—he's a big boy. I don't think he's coming back at welterweight. I don't know if he's even ever fought at welterweight. It would either be uh, middle or light heavy, but yeah, I don't even know who he would fight because it's been a minute for him. He needs—he would need like a like a gatekeeper of sorts. Maybe I was punked. Was it like an April Fool's joke or something? Oh fuck! It might have been. It could have been. Well, the oh, good news man, is maybe it was. The maybe good I'm news dumb. is it's not the end of the world if Tim Kennedy doesn't. That's not something that like I would write home about. It would be neat, but oh my god, it was a joke. I think so. <sighs> they got you. So five days ago, and everyone was like, "Fuck yes, this is awesome." Uh, Goes after a lot of soul searching. I have decided to turn to a professional fighting. The short <laughs> retirement reinvigorated my passion to compete. I was born to fight. This break is what my body needed. I am now faster and stronger than I have ever been. That yearning to walk into the octagon is something that I just can't live without. In the coming weeks, I will announce my next opponent in the at UFC and then hashtag MMA UFC rooster comeback title. And he's the picture is him in a gi. And then you go five days later... Same picture with a happy April Fool's Day on it. Dickhead. What a dick. Uh, yeah. Dude, he broke like 17 so, hearts with that post. So many people are like, fuck, I mm. totally believed it. Oh, no. Some guy goes, at Tim Kennedy, uh, MMA actually gutted and then like the emoji of the guy like holding his face <laughs> he goes think i need to sit down on a stool or something god <laughs> oh, damn <laughs> everyone's like nope you still have to do it you promised oh man i should have known better they got gotcha. you 
so much that I brought it up on the podcast. Yep, sniped. And in real time, just realized that. That's amazing. Uh, what about the the Connor Habib stuff? So I don't know enough about it. Why, why don't you take the wheel, dude? It's all it's all very like uh, it's all like very real housewives right now. So essentially, um, I think how it went down was Habib said something to Connor like uh, after Connor retired or whatever. Yeah, like Connor retired and then. Habib said something. Connor said something back. All I know is it got to a point where uh, I think Habib said something about Connor's wife. Okay. And then so, and on top of that, he went full Dagestani where they just go zero to 60. Like they don't understand that there's there's right. stair steps mm-hmm. in insulting each other. It's like, you're a dick. Oh yeah, well, you're a fucking dick. And and like you kind of, no, they go, he just went straight to like, you're a rapist uh-huh. and like a, you know, whatever. And uh, Habib did. Yeah, Habib yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, and then so the... Connor comes back and just goes, uh, your wife is a towel, mate. And <gasps> just it was a picture of Habib with his wife at their wedding. And she's got like this long white, whatever <laughs> it's called. And it does look like it's oh, just she a, like covered up. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like there's oh, like a pile no. of towels next to. What are those to, fucking things called? Uh, well, there's a hijab. Is that Hi- the same? Hijab is the face thing. Only. Right. That still exposes. Yeah, it just like goes around the head. And then there's the, what the fuck are they called? I don't Where know. Where they look like uh, ghosts or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. They're freaky looking, aren't they? Yeah. Like you see like a whole herd of women walking around in Kabul or some yeah. shit. This thing I'm reading now says Conor McGregor appeared to announce his return to the Octagon and said he wanted to move forward after his Islamophobic tweet. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Islamophobic. Move forward with what? Uh, I think the whole situation. I'm reading about it right now. The situation? Yeah, like him saying, uh, it all began when McGregor called Nurmagomedov's wife a towel. which it's called many, a burka, by the way. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, which many considered an Islamophobic insult and a photo tweet that has since been deleted. Oh. Uh, Nurmagomedov replied by calling McGregor a rapist. Okay. Not relevant. Uh, oh, wait, it is. He's referring to the allegation. allegation I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, Dana White slams Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov's unacceptable social media feud. <laughs> coming from a the very guy that runs a guy, dude that runs a company where guys beat the fuck out of each other doesn't like and that they're Dana, saying mean words to each other. Who does that all the time? Yeah, like goes hard on Brendan Schaub and Conor followed up with plot twist. It's a goat under that towel. <laughs> God damn, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, dude, listen, it's fu- it's words. We're all gonna be okay. Yeah, these are exact. Yeah, it's like you're saying these are men who punch each other in the fucking yeah, face for it'll living. be fine. Uh, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. Uh, there's so there's no chance of them fighting again. I don't think so. Nor do I like really want to see that. You know, it's it's stylistically a terrible matchup for Connor. Yeah. Um, I know. You know I, I I always do this. I always think, how could you not want to see that? And then as soon as someone like you says that, I go, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, it's one of I think the same thing is going to happen again. Typically, you when you're a fan of somebody, I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan, but yeah, I I, I've just grown in my my fandom of any of of any individual where I don't need him to be like the best ever. And when I just stylistically, I want to see him matched up with people that are interesting. And okay, yeah. you you matched up against Nurmagomedov. I was there live. I watched it. One of my favorite dudes lost. Kate. Habib's a fucking monster. He's, He's great at what monster. he does. He's terrifying. Yeah. And I'm a fan of his as well. But 
Uh, he's so unassuming too, by the way. He really is, and he's just not a big guy. But no. like, he fucking holds people down. Like he weighs six hundred pounds. That's what's so scary about guys like that. Yeah, that is what is so scary about dudes like that. It's a different kind of strength. No, and, and if you were to see a guy like that in the street, I would think uh, he's probably somewhat athletic. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Or maybe not. If he was wearing a hoodie, like had a hat on or something, and I didn't notice the cauliflower ear, mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that he was a fighter. Yeah, I wouldn't think anything of it. You know, what if you got in a fight with him in the fucking line at the movie theater or some shit? That guy's going to choke you out. Oh, dude, it's over so quick. God. Yeah, exactly. It's it's insane, but... I know. There's That's a what's lot crazy of, about jiu-jitsu. There's a lot of opportunities for, for Connor, and I'm pumped to see him come back. Not at all surprised that it seems like he is all but said I'm coming back because literally no one bought the last retirement bullshit. Um. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. He, yeah, uh, right I now, he, the last thing I heard was that he really wants a piece of the UFC as a company right. before he comes back. And Dana's like, dude, it just can't fucking happen. Yeah, I open that gate and yeah. everyone else wants it. But uh, d- I read something where Dana White said, we have other ways we can make him happy. Um, so they might have some, <laughs> some things planned. A shitload of money. Yeah. But see, even then, to have your boss say, mm. we got some weight, like cater yeah. to you that's a thing that only connor has been able to achieve i know like oh it really well, is amazing we can't give him what he wants but we're working really hard to find a, a next best like dana doesn't run around for anybody like that anytime i watch like even just you know someone on youtube will make these timelines of of connor mcgregor's growth to mm-hmm. success yeah and every time i watch anything like that i'm always reminded of of how magical it really was dude it was nuts. that ride has been nuts he Just, he ran through dudes as if he had already done it in a previous I life. No, and he called it the way he said it was going to yeah. happen. Got the nickname Mystic Mac, which right. got everybody really interested. And it was just the perfect thing. He was from Ireland, Czech. Mm-hmm. He was on the dole, which is uh, what do they call it here? Fucking food food stamps and oh, okay, yeah, government help because he was so poor. Yeah, he was a, a journeyman plumber. Yeah, right? he was a plumber, yeah. blue collar kid from a shitty part of Dublin. And then, like, and the cool thing, too, is, like, you see him in early MMA and early UFC. He looked like a fucking... He looked like that. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. look like a star yet. Right. He saw, like, acne. And yeah. He was just, like, a kid. He was kind of too skinny still. And I don't know, man. And then just that fucking rise to... It, not fame. I mean, absolute, absolute domination over a sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I remember he fought uh, Diego, Diego Brandau. And that was, I think, way his, early. Yeah, that was his third fight, maybe in the UFC. Who and was, was the first? First one was uh, Marcus Brimage, and then his second is. fight. I get it mixed up. So I don't know. Did if, he fight Dustin Poirier? Uh, that was like fifth fight because he That's fought when I started it. Yeah, he it. fought Max Holloway shortly before that because Max. Oh, okay. I believe Max was his Shit. fourth fight, and Max was the first guy that Connor didn't finish. But he still beat him. He still, still beat him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got a decision over him. Uh, but I think it went Marcus Brimage, maybe Dennis Seaver second, and then uh, and then Max Holloway, and then Dustin Poirier. By the way, those three alone. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's no joke. No, those are all like... I want to say Marcus Brimage maybe... I don't think he won Ultimate Fighter, but I feel like he maybe did all right on Ultimate Fighter. I don't know much about him. Um, but yeah, you know, Dennis Seaver, he's... He's no bitch. Like, he can, how long did Connor go before he lost? 
uh, all the way up until I think Nate was his first loss. Is that right? That that first Nate fight, That's which he which he avenged. Amazing. Yeah. Ama- yeah, you're right. And then he came back. So now they're they're even. Yeah, and then he. Uh, and then that Floyd Mayweather thing, right, is That's, crazy in itself. Yeah, no one thought he was actually going to win. Win in a weird way, he did win by not getting a, knocked out exactly. in the first round. Like he made it to what was it, round seven? You know, that's. I know some people argue that he pushed Floyd, um, in a way that no one else ever did. Right. Well, it was just what made it fascinating was it was the first time Floyd was in the ring with somebody who, if there were no rules, would absolutely fucking murder him. him. It would be an actual homicide. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like, you give that fight MMA rules, and it's over no shit within 45 seconds. Yeah. Because the leg kicks alone. I love that because it 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 uh, really proved how powerful MMA really is. Yeah. Because boxing is a sport. Yes. It's not fighting. It's yep. a sport. It's a controlled athletic endeavor yeah it's amazing so much respect for boxers but mma is also a sport but it's also applicable to the real world yes yeah whereas boxing is because yeah you've taken a punch and you know how to you know how to throw a punch and yeah i mean i'm not gonna i'm not saying the average boxer couldn't kick my ass right but for sure my little sister could kick my ass yeah what i'm saying is mma fighters actually have real power yeah and just in multiple skills yeah and and you're just i was reminded of that Mm -hmm. and so is the world when you see conor mcgregor who is versed in a lot of those uh whatever their martial arts yeah yeah it's crazy yeah it's it's insane and then you know to fucking knock out jose aldo in 13 seconds first round and then um and that's all by the way we're just talking about all his physical like the the uh I can't talk tonight. The success he's had in the sport. Yeah. Let alone the how many people he brought to the UFC and how many yeah. people he got into uh, into fighting. And his success outside so cool. the sport says so much too. I mean, he. I right. think what I read recently was that, uh, I might have said this on the last episode too, that, his, that fighting is now his third source of income. That's so rad. Like in ranking, what he loves the most is bringing in the third amount. What Most is amount. the top? The top one, I believe, is his whiskey, and then I think the second it is the uh, second. The second is like his uh, McGregor promotions shit, like the um, his like website with all the. It's like a news wow website thing. Yeah, there's he's, he's got his that. But what does that do? What does that mean? I think it has its hands in like different events and shit, and takes cuts fights. from that. Either fights or like fucking parties and weird. Yeah, That's nightclub so cool. events and shit. Damn, man. Yeah. Just shit that like applies to more to a greater audience than than MMA. I mean, yeah, here's what I know about McGregor. He is one of those people that comes once in a lifetime to a sport. Yeah. And he made it to the point where people like my father, who I never, ever, ever heard mention the UFC ever. And then when Connor came, he talked about it a lot. How's yeah. how's your guy Connor doing? Mm-hmm. Is that McGregor kid gonna fight? You know, like people yeah. who were never into it got into it. I know, even so just crazy. for a minute. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's when cool. when my little brother and like my little sister knew about it, I was like, Jesus Christ! Right. Okay. Like, and it's basically because of him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is so cool. Yeah, he's he's been the biggest crossover success for sure. Yeah, it's insane. If you go look at like the top, I think it was like the top ten um, gates. 
so like just events that made money like at the door mm-hmm. he is on like six of those i think like six wow. out of ten that's crazy insane i'm going to text you a couple uh current events here homeboy doke let's let's do those mm-hmm. okay just did it in three two one texted all right yes um anything else you want to talk about before we do current events no let's jam into this we're at like a hour 15 right now oh shit all right so the first one is uh police arrest suspect in fatal shooting of nipsey hustle uh dude named eric holder um there might be a video for this one i don't remember Oh, you know, there. Have you watched any of like the footage? I haven't seen any footage. No, of the shooting. Um. Now that I think about, it, I think this is footage. Oh, this is a uh, uh, mass panic and chaos at Nipsey's memorial. Is what Why? this video is? Because apparently someone had a fucking handgun. Jesus Christ! The crowd fled. He said after someone at the vi- the vigil produced a handgun, another person tried to disarm the individual. A stampede ensued. And then, like, multiple people were injured from the stampede. It's a crazy, crazy video. Good Lord. I, I don't know. Like, it's not out of disrespect for, for Nipsey, but if I was in that area and even a huge fan of his, I wouldn't go no, to that. No, ever. I know. And, like, I admittedly, I don't know anything about this rapper. I didn't really know anything about him before. Did right. You? I definitely had heard his name. But yeah, I'd heard his name, but I didn't, I'd never heard his music or whatever. Um, but the, the only thing... You know, I, I always keep coming back to is like, yeah, of course it's sad and I'm not taking anything away from the emotions of this and the reality of it, but there is also a reality that it is a violent culture. Like you are bringing this shit to yourself. Yeah. What do you fucking expect? Like he was still an active member of like a portion of the Crip gang or some shit like that. Uh an offshoot to the Crips, I think right. something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate to say, but it just it wasn't yeah. surprising. I think it's you know it's also such a culture of bravado and you know right uh, never back down. And it's like the thing is, you don't back down, and then you think that you get that guy to back down, but really you just got him to back down to his apartment to get a gun, and no one wins here. Right, and he the comes guy that back, killed and, himself. I, they killed him. I think they said he was 28 years old. Yeah. Young man made a really dumb mistake. Yeah, Eric Holder. Yeah, it's it's sad as shit. It's too bad. Really is. Really talented guy making good money. Yeah. Apparently he was like really good influence now that he had made it. He was like uh putting money into the community, into the neighborhood he grew up in. He was like legitimately like giving money to yeah. small businesses around and so, you know, that no one wins in these situations. I know. I love this next one you have. I didn't hear about this. Chris Rock joke. Chris Rock makes oh, Jesse Smollett joke at NAACP Image Awards. Yeah. Ignoring restriction on Jesse Smollett jokes. Let's uh let's pull this one up because okay. it's got audio of him of Chris Rock doing the the bit. What the hell is NAACP Image Award? What does that mean? Um well, the NAACP is the... I know what that is. Yeah. Um, is the, I think it's like their fucking award show. 
National African American. I think it. Uh, or national. We'll just we'll look it up, but I think it advancement of colored people. Yeah, yeah, something is like the that. last three national. Association of the Advancement of Colored People okay. is my ju- is my guess. Um, Just image or that's a, a weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so boom. Yeah, this is killer. I can't believe I didn't hear about this. So it's uh, the image award is the annual ceremony presented by the NAACP. And sorry, NAACP to honor outstanding performances in film, television, music, and literature. So, is there a video for this? Um, you're not seeing something. Uh-uh. What's that right there? That, that was an SNL thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought there was. Maybe I, I found the wrong one. Um, there was one. The one I listened just sucks to. that we got to read so fucking much in order to get to. I hate that shit. Yeah, it's like this is a whole fucking article. Uh, uh, just maybe Google. It just says Chris it. Rock. Oh, Chris Rock said, Jesse Smollett, you don't get no respect from me. It says there's a picture picture on Twitter. Oh, doesn't exist. What do you know? It was taken down because. Just Google the shit. I'm sure there's a YouTube clip of it or something. Because it is, it is funny to hear out of his voice. It's a fucking badass Chris Rock again, man. Not giving a fuck. Mm-mm. They apparently they specifically told Rock not to do yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's the best part. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, cool. Now I have to. <laughs> Is that it? Um, it just says well? Nolte. It says Nolte said, which I don't know if that's Nick Nolte, but Jesse Smollett's career doomed by Chris Rock, Tracy Morgan on SNL. So yeah, it must be this one. Here. Yeah. <laughs> do we need? Oh no, we got it here. Okay. All right. That. Yeah, there we go. That's so fucking rad, though. Chris Rock still looks amazing. Yeah, he does. An award. They said no. His last spe- special Jesse sucked a little Smollett bit, though. Did it? Tambourine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> what a waste of light skin, you know? He just went right to it. You know what? to do with that light skin that curly hair my career would be out of here <laughs> fucking running Hollywood um, what a waste of light skin yes no 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 just did. <laughs> that's great what the hell was he thinking <laughs> From now on, I ain't never gonna know just you're Jesse from now on. <laughs> you don't even get the you no more. <laughs> it's crazy how many people are supporting that Jesse Smack. You ain't getting no respect from me. What? Apparently the cast okay. of the show he was on, what the fuck was that called? Yeah, Empire. Empire. After Chris Rock did his thing, then they got up and they were like super supportive of, of him. Oh wow. Like, well, we still got Jesse's back. And oh, it's like, Jesus. It's fine to say that as a friend. Yeah. If he's your boy, that's fine. But it's so clear that something fucking fishy is going on. Yeah, here. exactly. Yeah, that's goofy. The whole thing is stupid. Part <laughs> of me is like, let's like, let's quit talking about him. Right. But. I just wanted him to fucking pay for it. Yeah. If, if 
talking about him means like we roast him. I'm cool with that for like another month, but then yeah. that's going to get Jesus, dude, this one's down too. Dude, this next fucking story. Yeah, I have to like Oh, I got it up here. Do you? Yeah. Is it is there a video? Um I'll just let you take it if not. You know, I don't think there is a video, so this this is fine. <laughs> My wife sent this to me. <laughs> You'll like this. It's nice and lighthearted. So this is a trending story on the BBC, by the way. Yeah. Boy, eight, found after leaving home to, quote, travel the world. It's got a picture of a piggy bank and a little toy. (laughs) An eight-year-old boy from the city of Astrakhan in southern Russia has won social media fame after setting off on an around-the-world trip. Uh, The boy's mother contacted the police after finding a note from her son saying that he had left to, quote, travel around the world. (laughs) A few hours later, a search team found him walking down a street equipped with encyclopedias, a toy, money from his piggy bank, and a banana. The Russian uh, Interior Ministry reported on its official website. That is killer. That's adorable. So adorable. Young explorer told his rescuers that he was already tired from his trip and wanted to rest. Uh, by that point, he had traveled on three different buses before c- continuing on foot. Wow. Yeah. There's like tons of people on social media praising this kid. God. <laughs> How long until the fucking parents get skewered for letting their child kidnap himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm surprised that's not like the lead of the story. Ugh. That's hilarious, though. Fucking eight years old, man. I just I, love that he had encyclopedias with him. I don't understand how like bus routes work now. Yeah, no kidding. I'm 32. Or in Russia. Yeah. All right, let's uh do one more story and then movie pick and get out of here. I have yeah. to pee really fucking bad now anyway. Cool. Um, You want to take the next one? Yeah. Um, this would be a good laptop one. Yeah, it says... uh. Elon Musk rap and you were telling me about this earlier I hadn't even yeah while you're doing that I'll try to get some more information on this shit okay because like what what is going on did the internet drop out because like nothing's opening uh maybe my links are weird let me check oh you know what huh the link worked for me so weird. I got one that's harambe.amp. The fuck? Maybe it just shared weird. This is a mashable link, though. It should fucking work. Oh, might have gotten it. Maybe. Nope. Oh, here. I just texted another link. Maybe try okay. that. So bizarre. So weird. I think... So the story that I heard was that Elon Musk just out of nowhere tweeted out a link to the song right that's what we were talking about we just we don't know if it's his doing right he tweeted it but he could have just fucking been high and came across it and been like this is funny harambe h-a-r-a-m-b yeah and that's such an old harambe was the gorilla right yeah it's not relevant anymore (laughs) no i don't understand so there's a rolling stone article about it hmm uh, Elon Musk combined a Twitter joke, a years-old meme, and auto-tune into a surprise new song called Rest in Peace Harambe, which the Tesla CEO uploaded onto SoundCloud this weekend. <coughs> this see, night, do we know that he uploaded it, this, And then he said, yeah, he did. And then, well, I mean, I see what you're saying. 
It says, quote, this might be my finest work. This is from Rolling Stone, the SpaceX boss said of the track, which he posted on his fictitious Emo G Records SoundCloud page between, between tweets about the Tesla Semi. Emoji is a play on emoji, a callback to a Musk joke from earlier in the weekend. Quote, I'm disappointed that my record label failed, he added. What in the absolute fuck? So strange. Nah, it's not going to play the song, is it? Why would it? That's just too easy. Yeah, yeah dude. You and me are on the same page with these goddamn things fucking like news articles yeah it's just it's too many ads and in an age where like what getting information should be the easiest shit ever you got to go through a lot of bullshit yeah what how is is that him no idea no way right that sounds like a black dude or is it just that effect? Dude, this is the weirdest thing. I, What's a gorilla zoo? There are never... Are there zoos specific to animals? There's a giraffe zoo and a gorilla zoo and... These lyrics are fucking bizarre. Yeah, I'm asking the internet right now, is this really from here, from him? I know. I mean, he's yeah, an is... eccentric guy and everything. But... I mean, this this one says that it is an April Fool's joke. Uh, Elon Musk released his debut single. I don't know, man. But they're all saying it did come from his verified yeah. accounts. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I mean, obviously it's a joke and obviously it's for shits and giggles. Um, no, this one from the Mercury News. No, April Fool. Elon Musk really has put out a rap song about Harambe's gorilla. <laughs> I mean, then, then it's some fucking, yeah. Then it's an old nerd tossing something out that he thinks is funny, but he's way off the mark in terms of not only the humor of it, but the relevance. That's from his verified account. I mean, that's pretty sick. The, I mean, it's. I think the it's cover almost art is dope because it, it's supposed to be the chronic Dr. Dre. Yeah, I mean that's great. Yeah, but to what you're saying that it's like so irrelevant and mm-hmm. outdated that almost comes back around and is funny to me again because of that. If that's intentional. If that's intentional. If yeah. it's not, then it's just a, a dad. It'd be like me being like, "You guys seen this new movie Titanic?" Like, <laughs> right. if if it's right. intentional, right. cool. But I don't know, man. He's a strange He's motherfucker. A strange dude. Yeah. That's love, the thing. I love that he plays into him possibly being an alien. Yeah. Like on on the podcast when Rogan was like, "Right, you an alien, bro?" Yeah. And he would answer very slowly and methodically, and like ten seconds later, yeah. and you'd go, "Maybe." Right. <laughs> I know so it's good. so dry. I'm on the fence about whether or not he's just fucking like Aspergers with legs. You know, is he? Yeah, like, is he just a huge dork? Yeah, is it is it like a little bit of autism, like a weird? Yeah, there's some. There's definitely there's a spectrumy thing there. Definitely. Yeah, you know? a- absolutely. Hey, I made a song about a dead monkey. You guys, it's hilarious. I, it's it just isn't, unless you know it's more. 
to your narrative and then maybe but like it's so not funny that now it's funny but isn't the part of a joke like you need a really good setup too and there's no setup it's just he dropped a fucking he dropped a track and we're just like <laughs> yeah we're all just left with like huh no context at all yeah it's a uh, i don't for me i'm just like okay well that happened sick yeah, that's the appropriate response. It's weird. Now go fucking go. go make that underground like tunneling system that's supposed to get us to like Portland to LA in like 35 minutes or some shit. Yeah, it's something insane like that. Yeah. Go do that. No more rap songs, dude. Yeah, no more <laughs> if rap you're songs. A genius, get us space, bro. If you're a genius, please go make the world a better place. <laughs> go fucking yeah. colonize Mars. Right. No more rap songs. That's right. We're good. Well, let's do the uh, movie pick of the week here, Alan Ashcraft. Is it Wayne's World 2? What's your middle name? Lee. Lee, that's right. I was think. let's do this. Let's do two movie picks this week. Technically, let's do- we can do three. I mean, technically, we do 145. We do 145. Technically, this is our podcast. So the first one is the, the one that I actually had picked is The Highwaymen. And I don't think I had already. I was nervous no, you hadn't. hadn't. No, no. We've it, talked about it okay. because of uh, Draper. Yeah. Um. It finally came out on the 29th, so it would make sense that I actually didn't pick it yet. I watched the trailer for it finally. Nice. Does look kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. My one beef with it, you could tell me if this will matter or not. Mm-hmm. You're going to put Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson in a movie, but Kevin Costner is going to be the badass? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I not into thought that. of that. I'm not into that. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And then Woody Harrelson's going to play like a seemingly like affable... Well, he's... See, I see what you're saying, but that's actually not really the. That's actually not really. Oh, okay, is he also a badass, but just in a more confident way? Like, doesn't wear it on uh, his sleeve so much. So this doesn't ruin anything. It's because it is a true story. Kevin Costner's character plays. Yeah, he's a badass, but he's also like a morally questionable person because uh, he's straight up killed pro- probably a hundred people or wow. more. Okay. Oh, and so is uh, Woody Harrelson's ca- character technically. Yeah, they. Both were uh, Texas Rangers, if you know what that oh, is. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And so they, like, did a ton of warring with, like, Mexicans on the border. Okay. Um, so they did a lot of that. They straight up killed a bunch of fools. And then, like, later in life, after years of law enforcement, and I think it was even, like, in the Army and shit, they and this was back in the day. There were there weren't even paved roads back then. Like you right. have to remember, not that long ago, we didn't have freeways, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like for sure. So Bonnie and the uh, Bonnie and Clyde were terrible people, horrific people. And the first movie, I think, in the '60s with Warren Beatty, like really celebrated them and made them pop culture icon. Right. Kind of kind of cool looking. Anyway, uh, back to Kevin Costner. He he does play like a badass guy, but uh, Woody Harrelson's character plays like like a boozer. Kind of like he's kind of the cooler one, mm-hmm. and he in the end kind of is more of the badass. I would say. Oh, okay. So I think I think you'll be happy with the roles because I couldn't That's see cool. Kevin Costner being Woody's. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Okay, I could see that. Um, That's a good point. But yeah, it's cool because they 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 go and ask for their help. Because law enforcement back then was just, they, they didn't have a lot to work with. It was just garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, you could straight up kill people and get away with it. Yeah. And people did it all the time. And they shot people in the face, and then went on the run, 
I mean, they killed so many people, like innocent bank tellers, <laughs> police officers. And she was like really, really like um, sociopathic. Like she got off to it. You know, she purposely would uh, make sure people were watching. Like they could tell that she would turn someone so that she, they had to face oh, her. Oh, yeah, that's in the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. What would you give it on a scale of 1 out of 10? Um, I would give it like a 7. Okay. Maybe a little bit less than a seven. Really? Something like that. Yeah. But I'm also a big movie person. So yeah. I, I don't know if I'm I give movies the benefit of the doubt or if I'm like critical. Or I'm not yeah. really sure. Yeah. But I can tell you that it's done by a lot of good people. Uh the director directed the blind side. Oh, nice. Did you see Draper in it? Yeah. Is he is like a pretty substantial role or like it isn't? But the the bummer thing about it is that and, and I know he's really bummed about it. I don't want to be too public about it, but what is known is he had a, a much larger scene and it got uh, cut quite right, a bit. Yeah, I hear that that's really common. It's actually. so common and it's not yeah. personal. But he he had a um a lot more dialogue like with Kevin Costner directly, bro. Like Damn. it was going to be fucking so cool for him, mm-hmm. but he's still in the movie. He's in the movie for quite a while. You see his face for a long time. He has one prominent line. Like he plays one of the like outlaw dudes. He's in the trailer. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's sick. All right. Well, I'll crank it on so we can, but yeah, it was really cool. And they really did explain like how little technology police officers had back then they didn't even have radios right yeah that is kind of one of the more fascinating parts of this i heard an interview with kevin coster and he, he pointed out he's like even if you did have a radio they the other person didn't have one right like the odds are like or even if both of you had one so what, what about travel Th- there was no dispatch how long does it take to get to each exactly. other exactly yeah yeah. It was so difficult to find people. If you've got to go far enough, you're fucking camping. Like, yeah, they slept in their car on your way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a blue collar life back then. Jesus, how many bullets you got in you? I love Woody. 16, too. Me too. Might be good to have a doctor look at you sometime. One Might of my favorite composers scored the movie. No oh, sick. Thomas Newman. Oh, okay. Did like roads of perdition and a bunch of other shit. You may have heard there was a prison break. It was Bonnie and Klein. So I'll point Governor, out this my has friend. to end. They've committed dozens of armed robberies and several cold blooded murders. What do you plan to do about Bonnie and Clyde? We will capture them. Write that down and underline it twice. There's only one man who can take them down. I'll come back. Hey, you got room for one more? Not even packed. Ah, Judas Priest, get in. This is 1934. Gangsters, submachine guns. And you put cowboys on Bunny and Clyde? Texas Rangers. Forgive me, Father, for I have seen. This is a highly coordinated operation. So much pain and suffering. Roadblocks, air surveillance. Your time has passed, cowboy. What the hell is the world coming to? 
used to be you had to have talent to get published. Now all you got to do is shoot people. Okay. My friend's coming up Best here. In the way. She used her foot to turn him over so he could see what was about to happen. Hi, sweet. This has gone far enough. I'm going to take them down. What a fine idea. That's him. That's him. Oh shit, that is him. Who are you, fellas? Dude. Right there. That's crazy. So that whole part, he's still in that scene, is just less of Yeah, there's less, less of dialogue. It. Damn. Who are you, fellas? A lot of FaceTime though, man. A lot. Those were the bad guys. That was him again. Fucking nuts. Come to the wrong place, Mr. Around here. Clyde is king. Clyde might be king, but I'm a Texas Ranger, you little shit. No, he didn't see me. Yeah, rad movie, man. Damn. Totally cool. They did a really good job at depicting like the the confusion these two men had as to why the public loved Bonnie and Clyde so much. Yeah. I mean, they're they're at points there's like people had written like uh you know like keep going bonnie like they're right. rooting for him and well shit, that's a crazy you know? thing about history is that like we have a columbus day and he I was know. a prolific rapist just a piece of shit <laughs> it's just so nuts that like do you that, ever hear neil degrasse tyson explain how columbus convinced the natives of of like his power and stuff no he he used their religion like against them jesus uh, yeah uh, what did he i forgot what it was it's it's so evil though. <laughs> God, yeah, I've I've heard nothing but fucking horror stories. Yeah. Well, oh, he knew like. Oh God, I have to look it up. But I think he like knew because he was more educated. He oh, knew for like sure. about weather or something, and yeah. So he would act like he was predicting the Just future. Just manipulate yeah, heavily. Anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Columbus Day, bro. Yeah. Whole fucking day. Yeah, Bonnie Clyde. There were mass murders. Is uh nuts heavy metal parking lot that's your other trailer fuck yeah it is man dude i'm pumped figured you brought it up might as well make that one this will this will be alan ashcraft's movie pick yeah every episode <laughs> yeah you just toggle between biodome oh, dude Wayne's you can World just straight wa- it's 31 minutes you can just watch it that's insane oh it's on youtube yeah maybe that's how i watched it wait but see what's this see this says full movie but then so does this this is 31 minutes this is 16 that's weird Interesting. What's the Judas? It is a Judas Priest concert, though. Yep. Yeah, Judas Priest and Dokken. Heavy Metal Parking Lot trailer. Fuck, dude. I would love. It's brilliant. I'd love to have been alive then. I mean, I was. What was, I was one? Yeah. What was it though? Like where? Because it's old footage. It was in uh, Maryland. But was it? I mean, what am I asking? Like, was it made to be a documentary? Like, I, when was it released? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was... Uh, so I got the impression it was released more modern. Yeah, and I don't know if there was like a premiere no. partner or something. Like if it was... I don't think it was shot for like you know an MTV I mean? exactly. release or a VH. I think it was just some fucking fans. Some guy. Somebody got a hold of it. Right. Which you got to think back then, the chances... It's like found footage. Yeah. The chances that this exists and this is something we can just watch right now is nuts because it was back when... You can't just upload something to YouTube and let it just get viral. You it had to get to the right person to be seen by everybody, right? Or by That's enough people point. to become huge. That's what's fucking that crazy. That is what's about crazy. This. Yeah, 
All right, it's a minute and a half trailer. So fucking good. Oh man, I'm so gonna go watch this now. <laughs> Just a bunch oh of drunk fucks. Hey, you sound just uh, like him, dude. 86? Yep, 1986. I was three. Reese is the best, man. Reese is the best. I'm telling you. Hey, let me tell you. Robert Halford. Hey, you guys, you should yell at the same time. You can play some guitar. God. What's your name? Graham, man. Graham and Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? The West Coast, man. West Coast. Oh, that's so the Maryland. Baltimore. 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 Flem Burning. Yeah, you like heavy metal? Hell yeah. What do you usually do when you go to a heavy metal concert? Party. Yeah. Party. Hell yeah. yeah. Do they like uh, heavy metal and Glen Burning? Yeah. That's it. What would, you, what would you say? Like, what would you say if you saw Rob Halford right now? I'd jump his bones. Bones. <laughs> I love it. That trailer is as shitty as it should be. A couple terrible interviews now on DVD. Amazing. Amazing. Oh. Dude, before I forget, I have to recommend something to you and to our audience. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a thing called the Found Footage Festival? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You have. Fucking uh, oh, Winnebago Man was there one year. Yes. Are you familiar with Winnebago Man? Fuck yeah, one I am. One of the f- most hilarious Unreal. individuals. Uh, yeah. Dude. R- really one of the funniest human beings. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Straight gut laughs. Did you ever watch that documentary of his? It might have just been called uh, Winnebago I Man. I think so, yeah. It was on, I'm sure I did. It was on Netflix. Oh, my fucking God. So funny. Here's the thing. when I, You know, sometimes when you hear of like an idea or you see a movie or just a, a good idea, you mm-hmm. think, fuck, why didn't I think of that? Oh, yeah. That's what happened to me when I first heard about the Found Footage Festival. Mm, yeah. It, it's, you know? Because it's that thing that just needs to exist. It's so good. And they're so fucking funny. Yeah. We, we saw it live. That was a, that's how I got into it. They did a thing at the Laurelhurst. Oh, fuck that's yeah. Like, that's like Dude, so something I would love. Portland is the perfect city for that shit, too. Oh, absolutely. It, it should have been fucking founded here. Like, essentially, because they are from Texas, right? Isn't it yeah, Austin? Yeah, it's, it's Austin. Yeah, which, which is, is so cool. It's fucking, that's Portland, Texas. Right. Uh, Yeah, what was Winnebago's name again? Jack something, right? Oh, I don't know. Jack. Jack. That sounds right. Fuck, it was just, there's something about old guy cussing. Dude, when he goes, God damn son of a bitch like the perfect old guy cussing pace. right that's the perfect pacing totally god damn son of a bitch i mean it's uh the found footage festival is like everything i love yeah you know it's like stand-up comedy podcast and it's and hosted movies. so well it's and like brilliantly dude if it's ever around here again i'm, I'm there in two seconds absolutely man i, I always think how like we could, did we talk about this before? Maybe me and Andrew talked about it before you were on the show. Um, we could do our own version. You know, they do this, the fight companion on Rogan. Yeah. We could do that with like. With YouTube shit. YouTube shit or, oh, or even a movie. Yeah. Watch like Biodome. You could do like movie companion or YouTube companion. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. That. Or 
the found footage came. I don't know. Some, there's something there though. A hundred percent. Yeah, you I could g- do the heavy metal parking lot. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it'd be like fucking mystery science theater of three thousand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just our own, and and that's like, it's obviously not super original, but that doesn't either as a podcast. Like at this point. We're just sharing creative. Well, yeah. And it'll fuck, be our own flair. Fuck what's original, man. Yeah, it's fuck, all about do. Here's where I get off doing a common thing uncommonly well. Exactly. That's really, that's that right. should, that that's should it. be your, that's it. That should be your mark. Exactly. Dude, that would be so much fun. Nine out. times out of 10, something original is also fucking terrible. Sometimes so there's would, a reason nobody's ever done it, you know? How would we do it? So you would obviously have a screen where we're watching it. Yeah. And the audio has to be low enough that we can comment. Yeah. And, and for that, you would just have somebody live, you know, like somebody yeah. turn it maybe because dude with, especially with old YouTube videos, some of them are insanely loud. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you're going to literally need a YouTube video DJ, which right. could, could either be one of us or somebody right. off camera. Now, is that? It's very doable. I think I wonder, you would almost tiger belly it, except because you need it to be video, though. Like, yeah, yeah. The audience, it's gonna be more fun to watch it than it is to listen to it. I would imagine. Oh, a hundred percent, right? But then I don't think it would hurt to have us on the screen. You just put like, because how, how do you do the copyright thing? Because that's actually yeah, that's a good question. I know that like, um, who was that guy? Jeff, our guest Jeff from Knuckle Draggers. He was talking about him. Um, oh, Steven Crowder. He's oh, like a right. pretty right-wing yeah, yeah. guy. I don't agree with everything. Yeah, and he's playing does. videos all the time. But he right? plays videos all the time, and they also do like commentary and like skits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, anyway, I think the rule is like if you have your own take on a video, then you can also show the video. Interesting. So there's there's something to that. We can do some research on that. Yeah, yeah There's there's different ways you can do it. You know, or even like start out with movies that you just assume a lot of people have watched. Right. Yeah. Like The Room. Right. Because exactly. anybody who hasn't seen The Room just isn't going to want to be a part of that episode. And that's cool. But everybody that listens to that episode, you know, if we promote it, that it's going to be like Dude, this YouTube. We, we could totally do this. Yeah. Because like, it's not like we're doing this every week. Right. So like we could say beginning of this month, you know, like, okay, at the end of every month, we're going to do a movie companion whatever we end up calling it and we're we're gonna do this one yeah so either people can prepare for it or not but either way it's only gonna be that often so you can pick a pick movies that a lot of people know and you can also prep people yeah yeah very true yeah and then talk about it on the podcast yeah yeah. dude i think it'd be fun as shit i would love to do that and you can have guests too i do that shit alone anyway Mm -hmm. why not record it exactly i'll just put on pants when we do it you know or not or not dude who knows get cozy yep uh anything else man i do not believe so okay oh you know what uh the band i'm in we have a show uh april 19th at lombard pub love it um that's pretty much it love it uh we have an instagram account now yeah we do we have a twitter account as well working on the facebook but um, please go follow us on Instagram over at, at the Stateside Podcast. That'll be the main hub for the podcast now. And yeah, check it out. Pumped. Yeah. You have access to that account anytime you want to hop on there. Sick. Okay. I'll definitely Gay do that. It. Gay for it. Um, what else? There's something else I want to say. I think that's probably it for now. 
But yeah, the, the usual spiel. If you liked it at all, tell one friend. That would mean the world to us. And uh, if you have a thing that you want people to know about it, uh, hit us up and we'll consider doing that for a small, small compensation. Yeah. Super small. Yeah. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. All right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.